You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. Yes! That's awesome! Welcome back to The Pipeline Show. This week, as we uh, continue on with our Ask the Commission uh, segments here through the month of July, we'll be heading out to the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. My CHL insider is the uh, commissioner of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Uh, his name is Gilles Corteau. He's my CHL insider, which is, as always, brought to you by the store next door. Uh, in Yarmouth, Nova Scotia, there's a uh, place called the store next door, employing people with disabilities, turning your broken hockey sticks into some really cool products uh, for your fan cave or your sports bar. I recommend you check out their website. It's the thestorenextdoor.ca and see what you can do and, and what they might have to offer that would be of interest to you. Uh, my CHL insider today is the commissioner of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, Mr. Gilles Corteau. Welcome back to the Pipeline Show, sir. How are you this summer? I'm very good, thank you. About you? I'm doing well. I appreciate uh, you making the time. Uh, we were chatting. You you have lots of uh, uh, like conference calls and stuff to do right now. I, I think a lot of people would, uh, fans would say, well, the, it's July, it's the, the off season, you get to put your feet up and relax by the pool. That doesn't seem to be the case. You have lots going on. Yeah, I do. And it's funny that you, you raise that point, uh, Guy, because uh, I remember when I uh, started working at the league office uh, about uh, 42 years ago, uh, you know, I remember that the bus was uh, shutting down the office the whole month of July. <laughs> and uh, I, I try to keep it, you know, for when I, I became a president, uh, just before I, I've been named commissioner, when I became president, I try to keep, you know, the month of July off. And uh, after that, you know, it was uh, tougher and tougher. So I shut it down for two weeks. And, uh, you know, for the last, uh, let's say, 10 years, uh, I must say, you know, I, I met with the staff and I said, listen, guys, I said, uh, uh, you know, summertime is very busy. Everybody's getting ready for the next season. Uh, the training camp starts mid-August. So we have to keep the office open. Uh, in July and uh, it's going to be a 12 month uh, business. So, uh, uh, you know, they rotate on vacation, but, uh, Quebec Major Junior Hockey League is, uh, is opened, uh, 12 months a year. Well, and certainly this past season was a big one for the Q, uh, the 50th season for the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. You had all the, the celebration that goes along with that. And, and, uh, you had the two teams in the final of the Memorial Cup were both from your league, the Ronoranda Huskies winning the Memorial Cup. It was quite the year for uh, for the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Yeah, we had a great uh, great year, you know, in our 50th anniversary uh, celebration. Uh, you know, we did the tour across uh, each and every team, and, uh, you know, it was nice to meet uh, former players, former uh, GM coaches, uh, and even team owners, and uh, we had a good time. We uh, had a good chat with the fans as well um, through some of our sponsors. And, um, you know, we had, uh, amazing, uh, awards night, you know, when we've announced the top 10 players in the history of the, our 50th anniversary, everybody were there, seven except Sidney Crosby because he was still playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a good uh, playoff run and a uh, great Memorial Cup in Halifax was one of the best ever that I've seen, uh, from my years, uh, with, uh, with the, uh, KMGHL and the CHL. So Halifax did an outstanding job. And, uh, as you said, the two teams from our league, uh, were finalists for the second time, uh, in the history of the league. The last time was in 1986 with uh, Quebec and Moncton in Moncton and Quebec, uh, beat Moncton for, uh, to win the Memorial Cup, uh, champion. So it's a great feeling 
to have uh, the two teams uh, from uh, from our league um, in the Memorial Cup final. Jill, you said you, you've been in the league office for over 40 years now. When did you officially become the commissioner? Uh, in uh, 86, I've been named president by interim because uh, the president that we, we, we have at that time was not a full-time president. Uh, I was a kind of a, the executive director at okay. uh, the KMGHL office, and uh, he resigned in February. It was our board of governors meeting at that time, and they named me by interim, and I'm there since then. Okay, very good. Uh, I had uh, Ron Robison from the WHL on the show last week, and, and what I told him was that uh, even though he and I speak a lot, and, and uh, I'm, I work inside the league as well with the Edmonton Oil Kings, uh, the the audience right now that will be hearing this interview will be across North America. So not everybody that's hearing you and I speak right now will know a whole lot about the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. So some of these questions yeah. might might be you know fairly uh, generic. But uh, so when I when yeah. I when I ask you this, uh, there's a reason for it. What is the role of the commissioner in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League? Do you have ultimate authority to make rule changes, or is that all done by a, a committee uh, of uh, governors for each team? Well, you know, it's a very good question, D, because uh, I, I've seen the switch uh, from being a president to commissioner. And uh, as a commissioner, you have more power uh, running the league than uh, when you were president. And, uh, you know, uh, the commissioner can make uh, some decisions without consulting uh, the governors, but uh, on playing rules, and on the administrative rules, you know, uh, majority of the points we have to, I have to go back to the uh, Board of Governors for approval. And uh, what we do is we have what we call at the league office an orientation hockey committee right. formed by uh, six uh, GMs of different teams in the queue. And uh, we, we uh, take everything to them in regards of playing rules, administrative rules, you know, rules in regards of the draft and, uh, uh, waivers, trades, and all that. So we take it uh, through them. And uh, after that, you know, that committee makes some recommendation uh, to the Board of Governors for a vote. Uh, I know one of those rules, you mentioned the draft, and I, and I want to touch on that for a second, because one of those changes that, uh, I think this is maybe two or three years ago, but you, you've created a, you made a rule where every team had to draft a couple of American players. How long ago did you put that in? Uh, I think it, uh, it's been in place since, uh, four years now. Okay. That, uh, three, three years for sure. Sorry, Guy. Three years that, uh, we had, uh, we have a separate draft, uh, for American players. During the uh, regular draft, you know, teams are allowed to draft, uh, American players, but we have a specific draft for the American players and each and every team has to draft two players at that time. So, uh, it's, uh, it's very good. They, you know, means that for the American players that, uh, they have their uh, they have their own draft and it's well received and uh, you know it creates a buzz and uh, we're expecting to see more American players coming to play in our league. Yeah, I didn't know it was a separate draft. I thought it was just your your normal draft and through the course of that draft, every team had to take two players. I I didn't know that. Has it produced the results that you wanted it to? Well, I think that uh, it's uh, you know as uh, everything uh, new that we bring to the table, it's uh, it's something new. Uh, you know, same as the combine that we're doing in New England and during the course of the season. Uh, this is, uh, this is new as well. But, um, you know, I think that, uh, we last year, last two years, we had about, uh, 
30 American players, you know, uh, per year playing in the, in the GMGHL. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just to, uh, refresh uh, memories of the uh, KMGHL fans that, uh, a great American players came out of our league over the last uh, four years was uh, Connor, Connor Garland, uh, who's playing now with uh, Phoenix at the NHL level. He's been a hell of a player in Moncton and uh, was a great ambassador, and he's very good to uh, speak positively about the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League to players from New England. Uh, he's a great ambassador for us, so uh, which is very good. Uh, would you like to get another franchise in uh, in Maine or expand into the United States again, or are you content to have just Canadian-based uh, franchises? Well, you know, uh, I think it's uh, one of my goals to uh, go back to the States, uh, to the New England area. Uh, I think that uh, we need to uh, go back there uh, with a minimum of two teams, hmm. um, you know, because uh, we need to create something, same as... Uh, what we've done when we decide to go to the Maritimes, you know, when we went to Halifax to start with, and the following year, Moncton came on board, and now we have 16 from the Maritimes playing in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, uh, which is great. You know, all the uh, territory, our Mar- Maritimes territory belongs to the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Yep. Uh, and I think we need a presence uh, in, the, in the United States if we want to create a buzz and uh, convince players to come and play in a Quebec Major Junior Hockey. Because right now, we've tried uh, twice. We went to Plattsburgh uh, in the mid-'80s. Uh, that team didn't finish the season. Um, was not successful. We had a good run with uh, Lewiston. They went to the Memorial Cup in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, after that, you know, they fall because, uh, once again, you know, that was uh, difficult to create uh, – to create a rivalry or something like that. So, uh, you know, that's our next, uh, next step, uh, to look at, uh, at, uh, some possibilities right now, you know, there's an open spot in, in Manchester. So if there's uh, anybody from, uh, the area, uh, Manchester area that shows some interest to, uh, uh, get to our league, uh, you know, I'm just a phone call away and, uh, I'm going to pay attention and see what we can do. All right. Well, I'm glad you you mentioned uh, at least one of the locations that you have in mind because I, I think when fans hear we'd like to have two teams in the states, that would be the next question. So Manchester, and would you go back to Lewiston if you could? Uh, no, I don't think so because uh, the the building is uh, is not up to the standard right now, okay. and uh, I I think maybe that uh, you know uh, in the New England territory, most of the uh, territory, to do not see all of them. They're occupied by uh, either uh, AHL team or East Coast Hockey League franchise. So there's no room right now. I know that uh, Manchester, uh, they were part of the uh, ECHL uh, league for the last couple of years and uh, they've not been successful. But I I know it's a great uh, hockey town and, um, you know, I... uh, I'm open uh, to any proposal and see if we can do something. And after that, you know, we never know what's going to happen for the second market if we uh, are able to uh, bring uh, Manchester on board. Okay, excellent. Could you get into Vermont or something? One of the, I don't think uh, you uh, that that would be your territory, right? No, uh, we have the New England territory. Oh, you don't have Vermont. So okay. uh, no, we don't have Vermont. But this is something that uh, if Vermont ever show interest. Uh, maybe we can sit down with the CHL and uh, look at this possibility as well. All right. 
Uh, Joe Corteau, the uh, commissioner of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, my guest here on the Pipeline Show. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the uh, TV packages uh, that you have in the queue. Uh, I know out west uh, there there was a good TV, a regional TV package th- that uh, went away, and last year there wasn't one. Uh, what do you have in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League for fans outside of the national coverage from Sportsnet? Yeah, we have uh, we have a, a good one with uh, TBA Sports. Uh, plus, uh, we have a couple uh, uh, regional cable that they're doing a hell of a job. We have uh, Eastling that they're covering Cape Breton, Halifax, and uh, Charlottetown. Uh, we have Rogers Cable that they're uh, covering uh, Moncton, St. John, and Bathurst. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, Telus Cable that they're covering uh, Bekomo and Rimouski. So, and uh, we have uh, a local. Uh, community station in the uh, Montreal area that, that covers uh, all the teams based in uh, central of Quebec. Uh, you know, let's say from Shkudimi to uh, Gatineau uh, that uh, call Matt TV, uh, M-A-T-V. Hmm. So it's uh, very good. So we have, uh, we're very well covered uh, for original TV aspect and uh, our webcast as well too. Now the webcast, uh, what I would personally like to see is that there was a, there was one that covers the entire Canadian hockey league. I'm out west here and I, you know, I, I I'd love to see a, a team from the WHL play, uh, one night, uh, but earlier because of the time zone differences, I could watch, you know, the Halifax Mooseheads play or something if I could, if there was one package instead of having to buy three, uh, to cover each league. Is that something that's ever been talked about? Well, you know, that's, uh, it's a good point because, uh, you know, for this year, we have, uh, for the 1920 season, we have New Lion, who's going to be, uh, our webcast, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, um, streaming. And, uh, you know, after that, it's going to be open. Um, and we'll go in the market to see, uh, uh, uh you know, which uh, company is going to be the best one or which one's going to have the, uh, best uh, product to offer uh, to the CHL uh, and the three regional leagues because uh, you know streaming is uh, to me I think it's uh, it's a great thing to have it's a great thing to do um, for our product uh, if we want to bring new clientele in our building uh, that's the focus that we have to put on because uh, everybody uh, in in today's life uh, they're uh, living with their cell phone. Hmm. And, uh, you know, this is something that we need to improve on our side. So we'll see from New Lion to uh, any other companies uh, that show some interest to uh, be the official webcast uh, of the CHL. They, they'll be open to come up with uh, with the proposal to uh, to the CHL, and uh, we'll go from there. Speaking of uh, online and social media, I, I did have a question that came in on Twitter uh, from somebody, some people that uh, host a a podcast out in Moncton, uh, they wanted me to ask you about: uh, Does the Q have a plan to move more into supporting social media podcasts or online streaming as fans are now younger and online more and more? And I I wasn't sure exactly what he was getting at, but I'm I'm guessing it's maybe getting uh, press credentials or uh, maybe access uh, to do interviews and things like that. Is that something that uh, is growing for the Q? Yes, it is something that uh, is going uh, growing for the queue, and it's something that we have to uh, pay attention to. Uh, we have to give them time and, uh, you know, give them access to our players, coaches, uh, and, and all that because uh, 
as you said, the it's uh, it, it's uh, very very um, popular uh, the podcast situation, and uh, uh, we we might we might uh, put uh, one podcast uh, as a league, uh, and uh, you know do some uh, uh, players interview, coaches interview, and even some fans interview as well, and uh, you know ask them a question about. Uh, What do they think about their home team? What do they think about the league in general? And uh, is there anything we can do to, we should do to improve our situation and all that, you know, and to try to uh, get closer to, as I said, a younger clientele. Uh, Gilles Couture, the commissioner of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, my guest. Not everything that's in the news is always positive, and uh, there have been a couple of things here uh, as of recently that uh, are on the other side of the ledger, put it that way. Um, there was a hazing allegation uh, put forth by Yaroslav Alexiev uh, from his tenure in uh, Sherbrooke, his rookie season back in 2016-17. Uh, I'm not going to get into the details of what he alleged happened, but uh, certainly uh, does not uh, reflect well on uh, what was happening in Sherbrooke that year. What's the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League's response to incidents like that, and specifically that one? I'm assuming there's some sort of investigation going on. Well, you know, the uh, the week uh, following the uh, public announcement or public article that came out, uh, I've put, uh, you know, uh, an investigation in place through independent people, uh, lawyers and uh, private investigation company that they're working on it right now. Uh, they are doing uh, interviews with uh, players uh, and everything, and they'll get back to me with... Uh, a final report and some recommendation. Eventually, some something has to be done. There has to be some sort of uh, penalty for something like that. But who pays the price? Is that something that the 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 owner of the team would have to face, or the 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 GM, or the the head coach, or individual players? Uh, how do you look at at uh, penalizing uh, somebody like that? If uh, for the uh, for the uh, penalty or for the uh, sanctioning, if there is any, that's going to come from. Uh, the uh, report I'm going to get from the investigation and from the recommendation I'm, uh, I'm going to get as well. And uh, from there, I'm going to make the proper decision. Okay. And uh, if we have to uh, sanction someone, we will sanction the appropriate person. I assume there is a league policy against hazing, and I wouldn't say that's just a, a Quebec Major Junior Hockey League thing. I would assume at least all three leagues in the in the CHL would have something. Uh, what do you do to, to make sure this never happens? Well, it's uh, we have a rule in place, uh, and this rule has been in place for the last 15 years. Uh, there, uh, hazing is not permitted in the uh, KMGHL, and uh, I agree with you that that's the same across the CHL. Same thing in the Ontario, same thing in the West. I don't know when exactly that hazing rule has been put in place in each league, but in the Quebec Major Hockey League, uh, we we have this rule for over 15 years uh, in place in uh, in our league, so we're very satisfied. Uh, you know, we've not heard anything uh, major other than what happened. Uh, what could have happened in Sherbrooke uh, through a media article, uh, through an interview that the media mm-hmm. uh, person did with uh, one of the uh, Sherbrooke former players. So we'll see uh, what's going to be the end of it. Also in the news is the uh, ongoing class action lawsuit against the uh, the Canadian Hockey League uh, from some players who are looking to get um, minimum wage payments, I guess. Um, from your uh, what's happening in the queue right now? Is there an update on on where things are are uh, where things are for your league in terms of that class action lawsuit? Well, about uh, 
just a little uh, over three weeks. Uh, it's been a decision by the judge that uh, the certification has been awarded uh, for the uh, KMGHL to go to the uh, the certification has been awarded for the benefit of the players to go to the uh, main court, uh, the main class action subject. So uh, right now, you know, there's no more development because uh, uh, this is something that has been awarded out west to about out west in Ontario about two and a half years ago mm-hmm. uh, in Quebec because of the uh, uh, unavailability of the judge. Uh, you know, we've not been able to go to court before last December, and a decision has been rendered about three weeks ago. Uh, and uh, as I said, uh, you know, now you know certification has been awarded. We're the same as. Uh, the OHL and WHL, so we're going to the big trial. And uh, as of now, uh, Guy, there's no date uh, set for uh, any of the uh, next steps in regards of the uh, class action. All right. Well, we'll uh, wait to see how that plays out. Uh, let's talk about the scholarship package that uh, is offered by the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League for all the players. And I know there's one in the WHL, the OHL as well. I know how the one out here works. Uh, where each player automatically gets one year of tuition and, and books covered uh, for each year that they play in the WHL. Is that basically the same as uh, what is offered from the queue? Well, you know, what uh, what we offered from the queue, it's about basically the same, but the player has to go to school while he's playing major junior uh, to be able to get his uh, school package. And the school package is uh, uh, we give him a maximum of $6,000 a year uh for four years so you can get the maximum of twenty four thousand dollars and in some cases uh teams you know they're allowed to give uh to the player uh up to ten thousand dollars uh in accordance with the KMGHL uh standards for uh a school package so that's the benefit that the player can get playing in a major junior league Quebec major junior hockey league if he's not uh, making a pro career. Okay, so you, uh, a team is allowed to offer more than I mean, it's you said it was six thousand uh, per year, but a yeah. team can offer yeah. a little bit more than that. So it's it's a bit negotiable. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a bit negotiable. Depends if if the you know the player is looking for. Let's say that the player that uh, you know has uh, has the opportunity to go to a U.S. college, and uh, you know the the place that it was going was a kind of a uh, fifteen thousand dollars a year. Okay. And for us, he was getting six thousand dollars. So the team is allowed to uh, give up to ten thousand dollars to uh, kind of uh, match uh, what was the offer from the uh, college. I see. Okay. And does it matter if the player was, you know, a, a first round pick of the Halifax Mooseheads or a seventh round pick uh, of the uh, Quebec Rempart or a player who was just listed? Um, do they all get the same package? Or if you're a first round pick, do you get more than uh, the the tenth round guy? No, they all get the same package. It doesn't matter if, uh, you know, you've been a first-round draft pick or a 10th-round draft pick or uh, signing a tryout, uh, you get the same. As soon as you play in our league uh, and you meet the criteria, you're eligible to receive the uh, school bursary package from the queue. Excellent. That's the same as it is out here as well. And uh, the last question about the scholarship package is, is a team allowed, uh, because I know the, the, the competition to recruit players, say it's an American player and uh, there are, and he's undrafted and several teams would like to, to try to uh, get his uh, rights to come play in, in the queue. Can a team offer, say, two or three years of that scholarship package up front or is that against the rules? No, it's against the rule. 
you have to go to school when you're done playing major junior and you pay uh, the school package when a player submit is uh, school school marks uh, and, and all that so uh, no you have to you have to go to school before you get their money. That's what I thought. Um, a couple more questions for Gilles Courteau, uh, the commissioner of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. We just had the import draft uh, not that long ago, and I know that's that's always been a, uh, a a draft that a lot of people have said it's it's more about what deals you can make with player agents than it is necessarily drafting the best player that's available. How do you how is it monitored uh, across the all three Canadian hockey leagues? That everybody's playing by the same rules, and that no one is offering deals on the side, and and, and that sort of thing. No, no one is uh, is offering deal on the side, as uh, we're uh, we're aware of. Uh, we have uh, we have rules in place that if someone wants to put a complaint about one of the teams and has some proof and all that, we hire an independent committee that is going to look at it and uh, get back to us with some recommendation and. Uh, there's some uh, very severe sanction attached to it. So, uh, you know, since we uh, we've made some uh, some changes among the three leagues on how you know we were to uh, uh, treat the import players when they're coming to play when they when they're coming to play in the CHL, I think we've made a huge improvement. And uh, now everybody knows exactly what's going on and uh, uh, what they can they can and cannot do. So I'm uh, very, very pleased about uh, how things goes with the uh, import draft. I personally like that you can draft goaltenders again uh, out of it with the import draft. Is that something that you uh, uh, were happy to see come back as well? Well, I think that if you remember, you know, we uh, made that decision to uh, uh, do not draft any more uh, goalie, uh, import goalie, at the request of Hockey Canada mm-hmm. uh, because of so many reasons. But, uh, you know, uh, two years ago, we've been able to uh, sit down with them uh, and uh, express uh, to them our concern in regards of the uh, goalie development in Canada uh, and uh, why do we have to keep the goaltender situation uh, completely a part of the CHL draft. And uh, they understood our point and uh, they, they agree with us that we should bring back uh, the import goalie, uh, a, a goalie, uh, an import goalie being eligible to be drafted in the uh, CHL import draft, and it went well for the last two years. Uh, last one for me, uh, at least uh, uh, when I look at the, the the website for the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, one of the things I really like is that uh, it's July. I can go to a team's uh, roster page and see every player that the team holds the rights to. Uh, you can't do that with the OHL and the WHL, and that's frustrating for for me, and I'm sure for a lot of fans. Why why do you guys uh, allow that? Well, because uh, I, I think it's important. First of all, for the benefit of the players, it's important for him to go on a, on, on a, the team website and know that uh, you see his name, uh, can show it to his friend that he belongs to Bekomo Drakkar or Shkudimi Sagne or Quebec Ramparts or Halifax Mooseheads, and he's proud of it. And uh, Secondly, uh, for the benefit of, of you guys as the media, if you want to know who's going to be uh, invited to the next training camp of uh, Moncton Wildcats, you go on their site, you see the uh, players list, and uh, you see uh, when uh, that player has been drafted, uh, where he comes from and all that. You have all the, uh, the info that you need. Uh, and uh, thirdly, for us, uh, we exercise a better control on uh, who's coming 
to the training camp. Mm -hmm. uh, the school aspect, it's much easier to register a player at that time. There's so many positive thing, things to do. Uh, the way we, uh, we did it, uh, the way we do it to make sure that, uh, you know, with uh, that large list, you know, we uh, can generate as, uh, as much information as we can. And I lied. There was one more. There's a CHL president uh, that will be uh, that will be hired. Uh, are you and Ron and uh, and Dave Branch? Uh, are you are you are the three of you going through resumes and uh, and conducting uh, interviews yourselves? No, we we did. You know, first of all, we uh, we went through a headhunter, uh, and we did some uh, some interviews uh, following the headhunter recommendation uh, during the World Cup in Halifax. We did some in Toronto couple of weeks ago and uh, we continue the process and uh, we hope someone we hope to have someone in place by uh, uh, mid-september at the latest excellent all right that's all the questions i have for you today i really appreciate you making the time i said we were going to go about 20 25 minutes and we might have gone a little bit more than that so i thank you for your time uh, enjoy the rest no of uh, enjoy the rest of the summer although it's no there is no off yeah. season for you but uh, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll talk to you again i appreciate you making the time all right yes bye-bye that was Gilles Courteau, the commissioner of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, continuing with the Ask the Commish, a theme that we have going this month. Last week, we had Ron Robison from the WHL. The week prior was Kevin Abrams from the CJHL. And we're going to continue that right through the rest of July. I have requests out for David Branch out of the OHL and Tom Garrity from the USHL have requested the NAHL. I do have a date set up with uh, the commissioner of the uh, MJHL. If there's another league that I haven't just mentioned that uh, you want to hear more from, oh, the KIJHL as well, Junior B in uh, BC. Had a lot of people on Twitter asking me for to get somebody from that league on. Uh, so the request is into their league office. Have not heard back, though, uh, from the KIJHL, but not due to a lack of effort. Wasn't planning on talking Junior B this month, but uh, so many people asked me to that, okay, I... I uh, I bow to the will of the audience and uh, put in the request, but have not heard yet from the KIJHL. Uh, let me know what you thought of uh, what Mr. Corto had to say. Obviously, some of the uh, more controversial uh, topics, uh, including the uh, just an awful story with the Sherbrooke Phoenix a few years ago there with the uh, what I would call assault, the hazing incident. And uh, man, I thought we were way past that by now. Uh, we heard some stories. Dan Carcillo was public about... Uh, incident that he went through as a rookie back in the early 2000s I believe it was and even then I thought man I thought that hazing stuff was a thing of the past you know back in the 80s or something like that but uh, um, apparently it was still going on as uh, as recently as the early 2000s and then this news that had happened in uh, the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League 2 investigation obviously uh, still uh, ongoing and I, I don't see why a player would make that up I just hope that the uh, whoever is held responsible, I hope the, the, the penalty is significant so that this is significant enough that it's a deterrent so that this doesn't happen anymore because that, it's crap. To me, it's illegal, and uh, or it should be illegal if it isn't. I don't, I don't want to have the leagues that I cover, whether it's the north or south of the border, uh, being associated with that kind of behavior, and I, I, I just I think it's garbage. Uh, also, uh, got Jill Corto's update on the the whole CHL uh, class action lawsuit against the CHL. 
And at the end, I wanted to ask him uh, about uh, the, the way you can go to the Q's website and, and see the entire roster for teams. I think that's fantastic. And I mentioned that to Ron Robinson last week of the WHL, who said he wasn't aware that the Q is doing that. And furthermore, that the WHL wasn't doing that. Uh, and I looked today. It's been uh, a week or so since I had that conversation with Ron Robinson. Still the case uh, for the WHL. But let me know what you thought of the uh, conversation with uh, Gilles Courteau. You can follow me on Twitter at TPS underscore Guy and uh, correspond that way. Next up, another Ask the Commish segment. Check that. It's Ask the Prez as uh, Bill Chow is the president of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Let's talk a little SJ next here on the Pipeline Show. Hi, it's Colton Point of the Carlton Place Canadians. Hey, it's Matthew Barnaby of the Pembroke Lumber Kings. Hello, it's Matthew Seaston here from the Sandback Pistons. Hey, it's Nick Campoli from the North York Rangers. Giant Iconic here. I'm Dante Fabro of the Penticton Bees. Hi, this is Dennis Chilofsky playing for the Chilliwack Chiefs. Hey, it's Kale McCarr of the Brooks Bandits. I'm Jacob Bernard Docker of the Oak Trolls Oilers. Nicholas Jones of the Sherwood Park Crusaders. This is Cody Kunick, formerly played for the Sherwood Park Crusaders. Kevin Cadon, former Spruce Grove Saints. I'm Brandon Hickey, former member of the Spruce Grove Saints. This is David Glenn of the Spruce Grove Saints. Hi, this is Ian Mitchell of the Spruce Grove Saints, and you're listening to the Pipeline Show. These Spruce Grove Saints are excited to unveil their first ever hockey school. Taking place August 19th to 23rd right here at the Grant Fear Arena. Brought to you by Subway and Humpty's Restaurants of Spruce Grove. This one-week hockey school includes over 10 hours of on- and off-ice instruction from Saints coaching staff and current Saints players. Each camp participant will receive a camp jersey and a t-shirt to keep and have one on-ice and one off-ice session per day. Each day will have a specific focus to enhance the skating, shooting, and puck handling skills of each player. Both boys and girls of all levels of all experience are encouraged to come out and take part. To cap off the week, each group will have a Subway sub-party with the Saints coaches up in the lounge. Visit www.sprucegrovesaints.ca to sign up for the Hockey School now. Click on the Hockey School tab on the right side of the page. 